this may be a flag. No flag. Let's see if we can get an even better view here. No replays. This is necessary. Roughness. Brought to you by First Preference Mortgage, your full-service lender. Call 410-529-5400. It might get ugly right now. Jason LaCanfora and Ken Wyman. Inside Access. It is getting ugly right now. On 105.7 The Fan. And the bone here on the holiday season. Time for some necessary roughness because you know what? The coaches aren't immune here either from what happened Saturday night. And Jason, I think you and I last year... We would defend Harbaugh for being aggressive, in part because he wouldn't say the part, the part out loud about it. He didn't trust his defense. Right. So he's going for plays to try to win games then because he, his defense stunk. But in Cleveland, Saturday night, with a backup quarterback, you take the points when yes, you have you the do. opportunity early, especially when you get that drive. You take the lead. They did not do that. I got a, I got questions for Harbs uh, from Saturday, and I got lots of questions for Greg Roman on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think it starts right there. Um, their quarterback has been bad. Their offense has regressed since Watson took over. Um, and you know that they're one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. And you're dominating. And, uh, and you can run on them. So just take those points there and continue to play your clock game. Um yeah, I didn't like that decision. I didn't like them substituting Gus for Dobbins in the red zone. I think you don't have to be a genius to find ways to get Gus and Dobbins on the field at the same time, especially when you have no wide receivers. <laughs> so that blew my mind. Um, Deshaun Jackson on an in-cutting route trying to get inside leverage on their one cornerback who's any good in the red zone in tight spaces blows my mind. James Prochet being on the field at all. How many times have we talked about, why is Mike Davis's only snap of the game on a critical fourth and one or goal line at the end of the game, right? We've we've had numerous times where, why is this guy's only snap then? They do it again, Prochet in a critical spot. Yeah. I don't get that. Um, why is David Ajabo up and he plays one snap? What 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 the, what the bleep is that? Why is Geno Stone now suddenly only worthy of two snaps? I got a lot of questions from coaching in this game. And personnel as well, but we'll get to that a little later. And before I get to you, Bone, he mentioned Prochet. I just want to say this. James Prochet this year has committed key penalties. He threw a horrible pass. What I don't know why the hell that play was called in the first place. An <laughs> uh, interception, a quadruple coverage, and he drops a fourth down pass. I've seen enough of James Prochet. I don't want to see anybody get fired. I've been fired in my life. It sucks. But go pick somebody off of somebody else's practice squad and go get them because this guy has shown you he can't do it. He can't do it. I'm done with James Prochet. I'm not in the James Prochet business anymore. James Prochet played three snaps in that football game. Three snaps. And this, to me, was the most egregious play call sequence. Ravens second to last drive, down 13-3, to 10-49 remaining in the game. Uh, just speeding up here. First and 10, Huntley to Demarcus Robinson, six yards. Second, third, and fourth down, you don't run the ball. You don't run the ball. And the fourth down play, you throw it designed to James Prochet, who is playing three snaps that football game. What, what the they, hell are we doing? What have they told us about him, though? He never drops a pass. He did. Yeah. Like, that. You're an NFL wide receiver by name. You got to catch that damn pass. You're out there for three snaps. You want to get more snaps? Catch that damn pass. He can't. And one rushing attempt in the fourth quarter, which was the second play 
of the fourth quarter, Gus Edwards. J.K. Dobbins' final rush was that 37-yard run on the second-to-last play. It's that, a joke. Like, well, I, look, I, now I part of it is the receivers fumble the ball. Yeah. So that you're giving away opportunities to run the ball when you fumble it over to the other team, obviously. Um, and look, we saw them again have a four-minute drill situation where you're watching the defense saying, well, I've seen this movie before. A lot of coaching questions yes. coming out of this game. Um, Absolutely. I gave Roman his flowers last week after Pittsburgh. The blocking yeah. scheme, especially in the third and three, but the calls, he was awful Saturday night. The, 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 I'm, objectively, he was awful Saturday night. And I don't know who to blame. I guess everyone. Getting a bleeping delay of game out of a timeout. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it can't like, happen. I, that's a fireable offense right there. Yeah. Last year, he had to fire Wink. I don't. We we kind of touched on it earlier. I don't see there's any way Greg Roman's back no. next year. I, th- th- this thing has run its course, and then you've you've got a guy who basically plays to your franchise quarterback strengths. Who I assume you're going to franchise, though I I I, I think they're going to trade him. But assuming you're coming back with this, who are you getting to run this offense? And then what are you doing to put talent around this quarterback? Because you haven't done anything. Well, they did nothing when the kid made no money. You think they're going to go spend money on a wide receiver when he counts $45 million against the cap next no, year? No, I, I don't. I do not. Then I, it's going to be like, well, now you're making big money. Now you really get. Now you really got to earn it. <laughs> we're going to have you play with an arm and a half tied behind your back. You thought those guys were bad last year. Hold our beer. I got a whole bunch of other dudes who can't play in the league. I'm going to draft in the third, fourth, and fifth round next year. Uh, just wait. That first round pick they'll use on a receiver. <laughs> Wait, wait till, uh, wait till they trade him and they drift Will Levis. Get to know Will Levis, ladies and gentlemen. I think he could be your quarterback next year. Yeah, I, I mean, th- there's a lot to question about this one, and it, it really took, a, you know, it took the entire village to to find a way to come up this empty against the Browns, and uh, all three phases suffered. All of those coaches will have to go back to the drawing board to various degrees and certain things. I mean, look, even you know, a blocked field goal like that—that that can't happen. No, in that situation. Well, your margins are so thin when the greatest quarterback of all time—excuse uh, me, greatest kicker of all time—misses two field goals. Talk about you. Then what? Like, because that's not supposed to happen. Twenty eighteen was the last time he missed two field goals. And when you can't score on short fields and Devin DuVernay is taking two kicks out of the end zone and not getting to the 25, that doesn't help cause No. Either. No. They, they, they hurt themselves in the field position game. Uh, it was a collective It was a collective failure. Devin DuVernay plays. Oh, yeah. And keep putting Kyle Hamilton in the slot, McDonald. Keep doing it. I know, I know that's what the GM wants, but I don't know. When you play real teams, don't do it. Devin DuVernay is a wide receiver. We'll get back to the wide receivers next. Is this the worst wide receiving room in the National Football League? We're going to tell you next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Before you hear it anywhere else, get inside access to breaking news. Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Uh, it's time to go back to something that we hate talking about, but it needs to be noted after a 13-3 loss in Cleveland Saturday night. 
The Ravens wide receiver room, which currently consists of Deshaun Jackson, Devin DuVernay, Demarcus Robinson, and James Prochet. Is it the worst wide receiver room in the NFL? Jason. It's pretty horrible, guys. Um, just a few things that stand out. Demarcus Robinson is the Ravens' leading receiver. He has 419 yards. Re- leading receiver among wide receivers. Oh, let me point out before you continue. Uh, um, Sammy Watkins was waived today by the Packers. Great. Maybe you can bring him back. Mm-hmm. You love him. That'll help. Um Demarcus Robinson is 64th among all wide receivers in receiving yards. So you can just do the math. So the average team has at least two receivers uh, who have more yards than any Ravens wide receiving receiver. Devin Duvernay is the Ravens' second leading wide receiver with 407 yards. That's 67th among all receivers. The Colts have three receivers with more receiving yards than any Raven. Pittman, Pierce, and Paris Campbell. The Houston Texans. God-awful passing game. Davis Mills is benched for Kyle Allen. Then they start using Driscoll and and, uh, Davis Mills alternating drives. Mm -hmm. Nico Collins, Raven for life, Chris Moore, (laughs) and Brandon Cooks all have more receiving yards than any Ravens wide receiver this season. Since week four, gentlemen. Since week four, Ravens wide receivers, 10 yards per catch, dead last in the NFL. 39 first downs. The average wide receiver, 12.5 yards per catch. The Ravens, 10. 39 first downs. That's dead last. The average team, 80. More than twice. Ravens, 941 receiving yards. That's 31st. 94 catches among their receivers since week four. That's 29th. Oh, yeah. By the way, 941 receiving yards. The average NFL team, 1,658 receiving yards in that span. Um, 311 yards of yak for the receivers since week four. That's 31st in the NFL. No touchdowns. That's dead last. Uh, this is kind of staggering, too. Percent of catches that go for a first down or a touchdown, 41.5. That is dead last in the NFL. The league average is 60. Okay, that's not the best team in the league. That's average. That's middle. That's middle of the pack. Mid is the kids 60%. Say. That's mid. 41.5. There is not a single one of them trending in the right direction. There's not a single one of them who anybody would identify as anything, even a facsimile, a rough replication of what an NFL number two or number three wide receiver looks like, let alone number one. But that's what they got. That's what they built. That's what Lamar Jackson has waiting for him on the other side of this knee injury. And that's not going to be good enough to win multiple games in January. And for people that think when Lamar Jackson comes back that this offense is just going to start humming is delusional. You're delusional because you aren't going to magically get an A.J. Brown to help you down the stretch. This offense was struggling with Lamar Jackson because of the lack of weapons. And now you got Mark Andrews dropping passes over these past couple of weeks. The receiver position... You knew going in, Rashad Bateman, who wasn't a proven commodity, nope. by the way, and was banged up his entire rookie year, he was forced to be the guy. And I think they got great value trading away Mar- Marquise Brown. The issue was you didn't replace him. You didn't even try to replace him. And like him or not, he was their one deep threat last year. 
and you bring in a 35-year-old guy halfway through the season who wasn't even ready to play for a couple of weeks while he was working his way into shape. Bateman going down, that's when the panic button was smashed. That's when they, and, and they you, panicked and signed Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> yes. So you knew that going in, that this receiving core was paper thin, and now it's even less. Well, the only receiving core that compares to the Ravens is probably the Bears, right? Tennessee. Yeah. Especially since well, Burks, Burks got hurt. hurt. Yeah. Tennessee is like, I mean, Tennessee. They got the three-name kid. Is, no, the Ravens have 39 first downs among their receivers. Tennessee is, is at 31. I mean, Tennessee actually has fewer receiving yards than the Ravens since week four. Um, yeah. Before it's, Burks it's, got hurt, though, he was starting to look like he was something legitimate. Yes, he was. The Ravens don't have that guy. No, they don't. And Burks is going to come back. Like, he'll he'll still he'll be there for them. The Bears, man, it's like Chase Claypool, Equiminius St. Brown, who's the, his brother with Detroit's good, Amon Ra, Dante Pettis, Vellis Jones, Symbol Webster. Donald Mooney's a nice player. He's on IR done for the year. But that that's a joke, too. But I think I'd take that, if they're all healthy, over what the Ravens have. Well, yeah, because here's the sad thing. Like, the saddest thing of it all is the two who've been the most... It's hard even to say that Deshaun Jackson's been productive or dependable. He hasn't. But by their standards, the two best guys are the two you're renting who, if your draft picks were any good, you wouldn't have needed in the first place. And here's one other thing I don't want to hear. Because I've heard... I've been listening today, and I've, I've, you know, I've put my head out on the internet a little more than I do. (laughs) Whoever's out there selling you that this is because Rashad Bateman got hurt is out of their bleeping mind. It sucked with Rashad Bateman. He is not a proven commodity. He's been a get-hurt guy, and he was dropping one of every four balls that went his way. So that's not... Bank, where they messed up was pretending that they got it right for the first time, selling Rashad Bateman as a number one, and trading their previous number one receiver for a center. Okay? that's Rashad Bateman is, is at best an incomplete. To this point, he isn't a proven starting wide receiver in this league, and now he's going to miss another offseason. So that's less time he's working with Lamar or whoever's here when they trade Lamar, and he goes into next year a question mark again. So if they're selling you Rashad Bateman next year as the de facto number one, they're gaslighting you and they're selling you the same bag of crap that you're paying to watch this year. And I found the cut going back to 2019 of DaCosta talking about taking more swings. I could talk of six hours about that and how the game has changed and how players at certain positions get drafted probably ahead of where they should be drafted just based on their abilities, but because they affect the passing game. So outside linebacker, pass rushers, corners, wide receivers, left tackles, quarterbacks. Those guys, I mean, this is this is a long-reaching question, but those guys get drafted earlier than inside linebackers and guards and centers and running backs. It doesn't mean they're any better players, necessarily football players, but what we've seen is teams are placing a much greater priority on the passing game, whether it's stopping the pass or passing the ball. So those players are getting drafted earlier. Yeah, because they're valuable commodities, receivers. Receivers and pass rushers next to the quarterback and the left tackle. Those are the valuable people. And you saw this offseason with the Eagles going to get A.J. Brown. Hey, we were talking about this off the air. And and you hate to beat a dead horse, but it is so true. 
In 2020, when the Bills beat the Ravens in the playoffs, there were still whispers about whether whether Josh Allen was an NFL quarterback. Accuracy issues, all that. They go get him Stephon Diggs, now he's an MVP candidate. Coming into this season, Jalen Hurts, there were whispers. Is he an NFL quarterback? Remember all the talk. Howie Roseman's built this great team, but it's going to depend on the quarterback, and they got these extra first-round picks. In case he fails, they're going to take a quarterback next year. What's Jalen Hurts going to do? Probably win the MVP. Tua Tungavailoa, they questioned, can he be an NFL quarterback? They get him Tyreek Hill. And now this guy looks like a real NFL quarterback. What the Ravens do? They draft the little guy in the first round, mm-hmm. and 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 then decided he wasn't worth it. Trade him, him for a center. Yeah, and then they draft Rashad Bateman, who can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And and their wide receivers available in the draft. We've seen this past year, and they didn't. They don't draft high enough to get these guys. But Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, they look like they're studs. How's it working out for Aaron Rodgers without the number one receiver? How's that look? Not good. He's having the worst season it, well, of his career it, since he became a starter. All of a sudden, Watson's become something. That's fine. But they've been done it's since. It's a little too little too yeah, late. correct. Do you think Howie Roseman is pretty smart? Has he proven to be a pretty good GM? Oh, oh I think he's very Did, smart. Did he think two wide receivers mattered? Yes. You think Brandon Bean, what's he done other than be a stud for the Buffalo Bills? I agree. Did he think he had enough for Josh Allen? Mm-mm. But this guy's smarter than them all. Yeah. This guy's smarter than them all. He's got it figured out. I, I, we, uh, Howie Roseman drafted Devonta Smith, then traded for A.J. Brown. He's got two number ones. That lets a guy like Quez Watkins be something. That We've talked to uh, Cincinnati. He's got two number ones and, Jam- and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Let the kid Irwin make plays. When your number one receiver is Mark Andrews. You can't have these guys like Demarcus Robinson, Devin Duvernay. They're not going to pop for you. And that's where you're now in this situation. Oh, and the Eagles are going to get Dallas Goddard back in a week or two. They're they're going to be loaded for bear offensively when the playoffs come. And all of a sudden, Josh Allen, Tua. Now, Tua had a couple bad weeks, but he played great in Buffalo on Saturday night. And, and Jalen Hurts. Anybody questioning their accuracy anymore, Jason? Not so much. No. They're both in the MVP candidacy. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson, who people whisper about his accuracy, while other GMs went out and got him them re- real receivers, real receivers, this team, they, they'll sign a Des Bryant or a Deshaun Jackson, or they'll draft guys. And those guys have not, they've not hit, Tim. Period. No. And that's where you've sucked at drafting receivers since 1996. So Correct. Go out and get a proven commodity. Coming up next, we gave you the six-pack of the defense later, uh, earlier, excuse me, our six-pack offensive observations. Hint, it was offensive. It's next here on The Fan. Inside. 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 Access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. Six-pack is brought to you by Window Nation. Cut your energy bills up to 30% this winter. Call Window Nation today. Buy two windows, get two free with no interest payments until 2025. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's Jason and Ken's Six-pack. Inside access to what the boys are drinking. <laughs> I mean, thinking. 1057 The Fan. We did our defensive observations earlier. Now it's time for the offense, and let's go Belong. Number six. This is where I used the door that Jason opened a while ago as special teams are part of the offense. You, your margins are so slim. Justin Tucker is automatic, and you expect him to be automatic, and he had one field goal blocked, and he missed a field goal. That's six points that you just expect to get when you're not scoring a lot of points. Six points off the board. That's offense. You don't get them. That co- that helps cost you a football game. Um, 
I feel bad putting this at six because it was awesome to see again, but when you only score three points, I can't go too gaga. You know, but thank God for J.K. Dobbins. The explosive runs are back. He was able to put stacked back-to-back dynamic performances together without any setbacks. It's clear he's on a pitch count. Um, I just do have one question, though, and I will get more into the coaching as we get up this thing. Why is he not a featured part of your red zone, of your broken red yeah. zone offense? Why, why did he not get a red zone target? Why did he not get more red zone carries? I don't get it. Number five. I struggled with where to put this one as well. Because it is a big deal, and it happens all the time, but it happens all the time, so why would we think it changed? (laughs) What's up with the clock, bro? (laughs) You can't take a delay a game call out of a timeout. timeout. You can't be rushing and scrambling to get the ball snapped on a critical fourth and four with your playoff seating potentially on the line. The game day operations are not smooth. And while there's a lot of things I think the backup quarterback you know could have done a little better, I can't put that on him. I got to put that on the dudes who are in charge of the headset, in charge of getting plays called, and in, in charge of the overall operation. That's the coaches. My five is this This has been an issue seemingly all year. They can't finish drives. Like They get close. They had two red zone drives. They got zero points out of the two red zone drives. Like Is it the play calling? Is it execution? I don't care what it is, but they can't finish drives. Number four. Number four is J.K. Dobbins and uh, Gus Edwards were great. They combined for 180 yards. They only had 20 carries. What? In the, what am I missing here? As Jason said earlier in the show, please explain it to me because I don't understand. Like, I know in the fourth quarter maybe you're not running the ball as much. So it's still only a two-score game. Like, why are they not getting more carries? Why did J.K. Dobbins, who averaged almost 10 yards a carry after averaging 8 yards a carry the week before with more carries, why do you get only 13 carries in this game? I, I don't get it. Uh. We just documented this, but the, the the wide receiver thing is now, it's almost like you're being trolled. I mean, we, we've been joking about when any receiver get 45 yards, when any receiver get 40 yards in a game. Well, we're under 30 now, folks. Um, no receiver gets 30 yards. No receiver gets a play of 20 yards. No receiver has a receiving touchdown since week three. Um, they drop balls. They don't separate. They Whatever the opposite of playmakers are, that, that's what play on makers mm. <laughs> play blower uppers play they got jags just another guy that's not, a, they, mean, they got jags but it's not even that because when you're putting it on the ground too and and you're getting nothing out of them now you're taking you know you, i'm gonna tell you why dobbins didn't get more carries in part it's because you're fumbling yeah giving the ball away to the other team at a time when you're running it down their throats I got Ken round one. Look, I'm numb to the receiver thing. It's just, it is baked yeah. into the cake, as you like to say, Jason. It's, it didn't surprise me Saturday. We are doing the offensive observations, and let's continue. Number three. Mark Andrews looks like a sunk cost at this point. I mean, seven, seven targets, three catches for 31 yards. Coming off of two catches on six targets for 17 yards. Coming off of four catches on seven targets for... 53 yards, coming off of four catches on seven targets for 50 yards, coming off six catches on eight targets for 63 yards, coming off three catches on five targets for 
33 yards. Coming off a no catches on two targets for zero yards. And that takes us back the full circle of the first Cleveland game. Uh. If that's who he is, close up shop, shut her down, forget about it. Yeah, they need him to be the best tight end in football. He hadn't been close to that. You're right. And My- it's not all on him, but he has dropped more. And, like, I-, I get it. Was that pass a little late to him? Yeah, it was. And guess what? Because that's your backup quarterback. Go go to that ball. Go get your hands on that ball. It's coming right between the eight and the nine. Can't get slapped away. Yeah. Uh, three for me. And, and these, there were so many things here, and they could have been in, in – oh, and I struggled on the order – but three was coaching for me. Like, the decision-making, and I mentioned that with the running game. Like, why were Dobbins and Edwards not getting more carries? Why are you throwing to James Prochet on fourth down? Why aren't you taking the points early in the game to give yourself an early lead? Coaching should not be immune from what we saw. Number two. Number two is where it's Jason's, I think, four. The wide receivers, they're just so bad. They're... They're they're essentially like I can't even defend Demarcus Robinson. He put the ball on the ground twice. Deshaun Jackson, he's a 36 year old receiver. Why are you running him in traffic? Devin Duvernay dropped a touchdown. James Prochet dropped a fourth down pass. Like what? This this it's almost like I'm being punked because it's that bad and it shouldn't be that bad. You're being gaslit. Every but every team should have at least one guy. They don't have a guy. Gigi, he's insulted that you would say they don't have wide receivers. This, I feel like it's Groundhog Day. We've been talking about this, Jason. I, I would have you on my show years ago, and we were talking about this. And we're Flacco still, was still the quarterback. We're still talking about it. It's just, it, it's mind numbing. Uh, what is this? My two? Yeah. Look, Huntley had his worst game. Um, I don't think he looked to me like someone who was diagnosed with a concussion last week and who missed some time during the week because he was in concussion protocol. His spatial awareness was off. His timing and his instincts were poor. He had numerous chances to throw the ball away in a way I've seen him throw the ball away a million times before, and instead he's running out of bounds four and five yards behind the sticks, sacking himself. Um, Nothing came easy. Nothing seemed right. He missed easy passes. Um, it was a re- even as by backup quarterback outings, it wasn't great. Um, and we'll find out if he's got to go and do it again next week. But they're going to need more than that in the interim. Number one. This is where the coaching goes for me. Um, if you don't have playmakers in the red zone, and your tight end has now become a sunk cost. You got to give me something better than Deshaun Jackson trying to run an in route. He ain't getting physical with anybody. No. Like that. Think he wasn't he's going to win for you in tight quarters, cutting in inside leverage to go get that ball. You're fooling yourself. No J.K. Dobbins in the red zone and not split out wide ever. You're, you, you're, you're baffling me. Duvernay, okay, he's not a wide receiver. Why is the jet sweep always a decoy? Like, I'm old enough to remember him taking the ball. Getting the edge and scoring a t- on a 14-yard rushing yes. touchdown. They don't even put him. He doesn't even. No, let's throw the ball to Prochet in the red zone or whatever instead of him. That doesn't make sense. Um, the overall not enough carries thing doesn't make sense. Harbaugh piling on by going for it on fourth down instead of taking the early three. Um, you put all that together, you probably end up scoring three points. 
My number one is Tyler Huntley was really bad. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to speculate on whether or not he was concussed on Saturday. But he was awful. And uh, I, I, he's a backup quarterback playing bad football. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. His coaches didn't help him. But quarterback is the most important position on the football field, and he was really bad on Saturday night. Way to take down the ginger gorilla. Yeah, it came, came back. Receiver, it's baked into the cake. I, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. And coaching being one. How you can go away. One, you got to help the backup one quarterback. One carry. By one carry in the fourth quarter. J.K. Dobbins not even getting that carry. It was Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards playing 11 snaps. James Prochet, three snaps. And then you have the play designed to go to him on the fourth down play. He played three snaps. Yeah, I... It's embarrassing. The whole thing was kind of embarrassing. By the way, our own Cordell Woodland was at the press conference today. John Harbaugh speaking to the media. He said he asked John Harbaugh whether they've discussed changing play calling duties, but he didn't want anything to do with that and instantly shut down the idea that could happen and said he had faith in all his coaches. Surprised? No. What's he going to say? No. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. And when they pushed back the press conference, of course, people were speculating. Could it be great? They do that all the time. I just, I don't, firing Greg Roman at this point, what what does it do? And a lot of people, oh, Cam Cameron, it sparked the, like, that's not the norm, man. Well, they don't have a Jim Caldwell sitting there in reserve either. It would be Ken James Urban do it, which we'll probably find that out starting in OTAs, but... (laughs) Yeah, because this thing has run its course. Hey, we want to hear from the people. 410-583-1057. Your thoughts. You just heard what John Harbaugh had to say at his presser, which is going on right now. 410-583-1057. Your thoughts on the Ravens after Saturday's loss next here on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. Your front row seat to all Baltimore sports. Inside access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. John Harbaugh is having his uh, Monday press conference with the media. We'll try to play you some of that before we get out of here at 6 o'clock. He did tell Cordell Woodland he didn't want to talk about any coaching changes, so he, he has confidence. In his coaching staff. But let's go out to the people. 410-583-1057. Your thoughts. Start with Rob and Bel Air. Rob, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. I just had the wonderful opportunity to listen to that press conference, and the delusional talk was going nuts. And I had to wonder, what does Steve Bashotti think? But, hell, heck, we haven't heard from Steve Bashotti in, what, eight, nine years? And I cannot believe he endorses this. I mean, I know what, what do you what is he going to say? I know that, but somebody brought it up. I don't know if it's Ron from Owens Mills or the, the drafting has been horrible. Not even the drafting is even the except for a couple of players. Even the free agency uh, players they've got has been bad. I mean, who on this team again scares you? I mean, all I heard from Eric DaCosta during his press conferences were looking for this player is a nice player. I don't want a nice player. I want I want a game changer. I want a, I want somebody who's going to move the needle. Have you all seen the crowds at M&T Bank lately? It's about half full. Who wants I know they're 9 and 5, but who wants to watch this offense? Who want it's like going back to 1932 barely. I mean, 
can. Have you noticed they can't even barely throw a screenplay? Oh, no, they, they've always had trouble throwing screenplays. Yes. 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 Thanks, guys. Well, you got it. Well, in full disclosure, like, in, in, or with the interest, in, interest of accuracy, I think the cost, I mean, the cost, I think Bashadi's spoken probably twice in eight years. Yeah, he spoke or this twice off in six years. He yeah. did. He, he hadn't talked, and he spoke when DaCosta. He went took a long over. while without talking. He talked when DaCosta took over. He went about three years without talking, and then he he popped up in the spring to tell us that he didn't think the quarterback thought he was worthy of his yeah, money. Which I asked Lamar about in the in, at training camp, and he said, "I absolutely think I'm worth the money." Yeah. Uh, let's go, uh, Tim. I'm sorry. Just no. I, we've gone over every single we did two weeks ago every single offensive acquisition that Eric DaCosta has had whether it's draft free agency there's very few hits I want to say off the top of my head was Ingram and For Kevin Zeitler yeah Zeitler who was cut by the Giants and that's it let's go to McCoy in Baltimore McCoy you're on the fan hey what's going on fellas man? hey there hey I, I tweeted you guys last week um I just wanted to make a point here you know because it's crazy I haven't heard nobody make a point of this yet it seems like they can draft tight ends that can catch, but they can't draft receivers that can primary job is to catch the ball. And it's obvious on what isn't happening in practice during the week or whatever. I mean, you would think at some point, you know, they would play today advantages in the passing game, you know, if that was the case, you know, over all these years. Because, I mean, we still got Cola sitting on um, sitting on the practice squad right now. Not on the practice squad. He was, uh, he just, he's been a healthy scratch. He's on the active roster. Oh. See, so, you know, it's like, you know, we're going to keep singing this song and dance, you know, with the receiver game, you know, like, like year in and year out. And, you know, to you guys' point, it's like, you know, if you want to keep grabbing off the scrap feed, I mean, they just pretty much showing you, you know, who they are and what they're going to do. Uh, you keep hinting at it a lot, Ken, and – I think it's starting to get more and more real or whatever each week, you know, like, man, Lamar might be gone next mm-hmm. year, you know, but but then what, you know, afterwards? Because uh, we got this habit down here of keeping players and coaches way longer past a uh, prime and what we need to. But my thoughts, man, thanks for taking my call, fellas. Thank Appreciate you. It. Hey, don't worry. They're going to sign Julio Jones next year. Ah. <laughs> AJ Green. <laughs> Let's go to Antoine. Antoine, you're on the fan. Hey, good show, guys. How y'all doing today? Good. Good. Hope you are as well. Oh, man. What can you say about this offense? My my three points is, number one, is there a nine route in this offense? <laughs> because, well, I mean, what's the point of bringing in Deshaun Jackson or getting rid of Hollywood saying, oh, we're going to blow the top off the, the defense, and your person you keep sending down there is Mark Andrews? Why do you have Crochet? Crochet doesn't even catch anything. It's why have likely? Where's Nick Boyle? You got all these players, and I mean, I remember in the preseason when they asked Greg Roman, "Hey, um, you got all these tight ends. What are you going to do? You going to have?" And he was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're going." And in the preseason, they were showing all these little great offensive things, and then it's like kaput. Nah, well, well <laughs> I, look, I, I think the nine. We it wasn't a nine, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it was more of a of a post, but it was sixty-two yards. Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, it's just not who it's not who Huntley is. No. It's it's not who who they are right now. Um, it's not who. And Huntley. yeah, Deshaun is the only guy, but even he's on a pitch count. It's not who Huntley is. It, it, it's not who Lamar has been since Week Four, and that's but the I reason. Think Lamar, but I'm saying it wouldn't look this bad with no, Lamar. No, no, no. God, no. there'd be some intent. 
God, yeah. no. But I'm saying he averaged, what, 6.4 yards per attempt since uh, week four. And it's because they don't have that guy to stretch the field. If you're relying on a 35-year-old, that's the situation that you're in right now. Deshaun Jackson wasn't trying to run in traffic when he was 29 years old. He sure as hell doesn't want to do it when he's 36 years old. Let's grab one more. Charles in Owingsville. Charles, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. How you guys doing today? Hey Good. there. All right, so you guys have been talking about culture a lot, and I'm 100% there with you. Um, why is it, why is why is it we're always talking about coordinators? Yeah, why don't we put in Harbaugh on the chopping block? Well, like, I... when, 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 do we, when do we have that conversation where we get an actual head coach with a, a with a whole different site? At this point, we've had enough coordinators to come in and do a lackluster job, except for Kubiak and Caldwell. Other than that, so do you? Do you? Do you think Eric DaCosta and Sashi Brown would be able to find a head coach better than John Harbaugh? Because that's who it would be, and and Bashadi, I I guess. I mean, he'll be involved. Better than John Harbaugh? Well. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying they haven't been able to pick players, and Sashi Brown's never been a part of anything that's any come anywhere close to being mediocre, let alone winning. And I'm just saying that's who would be leading your head coaching search, to assuming DeCosta's not fired. Yeah. Like, so do you? Re- would you put faith in them that they're going to find the next John Harbaugh or something better than him? I personally wouldn't, but then again, I don't have to pay to watch this stuff. Uh, to the caller's point, though, and I'm, I am by no means John Harbaugh's top ten coach in this league, and he would have a job tomorrow if they got rid of him. But he has been terrible at hiring offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's nothing to argue there. Gary Kubiak was the exception, and that wasn't John Harbaugh's no. uh, doing. We know the, the you know, story the, there. Yeah, exactly. Cam Cameron, Jim Caldwell, Mark Tressman, Morningwig, and Roman. Mark Tressman. Oh. Hey, coming up next. Mark Viviano will make us feel better. We're all hot and bothered. Viv's always level-headed. We'll get his thoughts on what he saw Saturday. Look forward to Atlanta. Mark Viviano, WJZ Channel 13, joins us next. Inside Access with Jason and Ken.